welcome to the Coffee Sips Tea Podcast. I'm your host, Call Me Coffee, and we are continuing our series on our virtual women's Bible study from Genesis to Revelations. And if anyone wants to join, please see the link in the description to sign up. It's a very fun virtual group of women who meet every Sunday around 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. We meet for about 30 minutes or so just to discuss what it is that we have been reading so far. You can hop on to the actual Bible study plan. You can hop off. You can read ahead. You can go back. Right now the Bible study plan is in Isaiah I'm still in Genesis. (laughs) I'm taking my sweet time reading it. And what I love is that sometimes I still check out, you know, what's going on in the Bible study plan while I'm also, you know, leaving off where I'm at in Genesis. So it's very nice because I kind of can see how the story is unfolding and shaping out. I really encourage any woman who's listening to this episode, please do continue reading the word of God for yourself. Please continue to read the Bible. All you need is about 15 minutes a day. Really, uh, you don't have to read it cover to cover as I'm doing. You can also read maybe the shorter books maybe start in new testament work your way to the back maybe just start in psalms read like five psalms a day or however you want to do it however you feel comfortable there's many bible study plans um my favorite one to use right now is um the story that leads to jesus i think that's the name of it one story that leads to Jesus is the one we're using. They have a lot of other one-year Bible study plans. Also, you don't have to take a year to use it, to use the Bible study plan. You can do some that are like in three months or six months, however you want to do it. Um, it's just really nice and very educational and also a fun way to engage in the Word of God. I like Bible study plans that have devotionals that can be animated. Uh, this particular one that we are using, it is hosted by the Bible Study Project, and you guys can check that out. They have some really animated videos make you really think. So maybe people are not so good with like reading the Word. Some people may need like a visual. If you're more of a visual learner, then the Bible Study Project is a very good website to use in addition to reading your Bible. Also, I'm pulling a lot of my scriptures out of the NIV. That's the, I think it's the New International Version. However, you can use whatever version you want to use. I know people really love their beloved KJV, that's awesome. That's great. You can use whatever you want. If you want to use the Amplify version, some people like the Message version, just to kind of get like a tidbit, a little modern spin on it. 
Some people like the NKJV, which I like that one too. Um, sometimes I try to read it in Hebrew just to get a better understanding of some of the words. Um, which is not easy, by the way. Sometimes I like to read a few of the words in Spanish just to get like kind of like a different point of view. I think it's really important to read as many different translations as possible just so that you understand like what you are reading to just get context. I feel like one that's really good for that is the ESV one. Uh, but there is just something really good about the good old KJV. 1611, King, King James Version. You know the one I'm talking about. <laughs> so... And it just has that nice old school, you know, nice Queen English version or King English. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm sorry, you guys. So getting back to the word of God. Also, um, I just also want to say this really quickly. I hope you guys are having a good holiday season. Uh, to just relax, take a breather, get some very good resting, relaxing time with your family, your friends, and your loved ones. And also, you may be hearing this episode in the new year, so it might be 2024 by the time this episode goes live. So, Happy New Year also. Yay to all of us who made it to 2024, another year uh, to be alive and to be well. And I am praying that you continue to have prosperity, happiness, joy, and abundance, all of your most wildest dreams. And to continue to you know develop your creative skills continue to have optimal health in your life and continue to inspire those that are around you and now let's get back to our word shall we so i'm in genesis 42 when uh joseph when we just left off, um, Joseph was dealing with the famine that was really severe in all the world. Remember, Pharaoh had made him second in command as his prime minister to help take care of all the, um, the responsibilities and the duties concerning storing the grain and then giving it out during the time of famine. So they had seven years of abundance and then seven years of famine. And the famine pretty much was so severe that it made people forget all about the years of abundance. So that's just kind of give you an idea. But how did we get here? Like, let's just go back a little bit. Okay, that's my rewind. Anybody remember the rewind button on the VCR? Okay, I must be so old school. I'm telling my age, telling my age. Anyway, so how did we get here? So just to recap so far, uh, our God, he saw, right, 
that Adam was in the Garden of Eden. He had just finished naming all the animals. And he was just sitting down. He was so content being in the presence and having eternal communion with God. And just being in contact with him constantly. And God looked at Adam and saw that he was lonely, so he created a helper for him to be a helpmeet for his needs who was suitable to complement him in co-leadership while working on the, the, the responsibilities and duties of the upkeep of the garden. So pretty much they were in agriculture they were farmers, they were botanists, whatever you want to call it. They were overseeing the Garden of Eden in perfect paradise. And they were naked and they knew no shame. Complete open trust, intimacy, and covenant, which means agreement. And they walked on one accord in perfect unity so being co-partners and co-leaders stewarding the resources that God has given them in the Garden of Eden to be rulers over this earth and to have dominion over it over the birds in the air fish in the sea and all that good stuff and then what happened they turned against the counsel and the wisdom of God, seeking another alternative source of information that said that they could be like God most high, that they could be gods, knowing right from wrong, knowing the difference between good and evil, having like a form of knowledge, but not true divine wisdom right which is what god wanted to have to give us and to protect us from that you know from that i don't know that um that state of self-destruction and that's pretty much what happened now they were in complete disunity there was seeds spread of, I don't know, instead of harmony and being on the same chord, playing the same note and harmonious, uh, in a, like an orchestra, you know, a symphony led by God as the director. Now there is like all these scattered notes. There is complete discord now. And there is, I don't know, there, there's disunity and there's disagreement now. So, their station is now, I don't know, they have lost their rightful place as having dominion over this earth they lost their rightful place and they fell from grace 
and they saw each other in a very different way. No longer did they share and trust each other. There was now major distrust in their relationship. And they began to keep secrets and hide themselves from each other. They hid their shame behind figs and berries. And so that fall from grace it led to God covering them you know with proper clothing they were I don't know they were um, dispelled from the the garden or expelled from the garden of Eden and God had begun working on repairing that relationship between himself and humanity leading them back to that state of grace restoring that relationship that is grace based or based on grace and not based on works alone and uh you see that God hand selected a bloodline for himself. And that is starting with Abraham. And you you have to understand with Abraham, like during Abraham's time, everyone was pretty much pagan. They followed astrology. Pretty much divination was the norm. Everyone was pretty polytheistic. All the nations served multiple gods and God, he studied humanity and he hand selected for himself a bloodline that was going to be his most prized possession, his chosen ones, right? And that started with Abraham. And Abraham, he answered the call, you know. And he believed in God. It was credited to him as righteousness. So you you have that. That was in Genesis 12, I believe. And then Abraham, at 100 years old, he gives, he has an heir, Isaac, through Sarah. And then Isaac begat Jacob and Esau. Right, and you're also noticing too, like there's names that are changing. Like Abraham, he first was called Abram, which I think meant father, to Abraham, which meant father of many. Sarai was, I think her name meant princess, and she meant Sarah became like mother of nations. And you have Isaac meant laughter. And then you have Jacob. It meant like deceiver or he who grabs the heel, which was like an idiom for deception. And then you have Esau, which meant, what did Esau mean? I think it meant um, hairy. And he was also called Edom, which meant red. And uh, they just, you know, you also see like, Though the words are also, they live up to those characteristics of the names, right? Of the meaning of those names. And so, even with Jacob and Esau, they operated really differently. So, 
Jacob was always one who was being observant, using his mind. Esau was always like fighting and fleeing. And, um, well, no, actually, Jacob was the one who would always flee. He, he was flight. And then Esau was like fight. You know, like their, their characteristics were very different. And I feel like names, they could change your destiny. And that's one of the first things that God did, you know, when he met Jacob and he was wrestling him in Genesis 32, right? And he changed his name to Israel, which means um, he struggles with God. Uh, struggle with God, that's a real good one. So, name changes. We notice that Esau, he tried to change the name of his wives also to try to get in like good graces with his parents when he realized that they did not care for the Canaanite women that they were living amongst. So Esau, he changed his wife's name Ada to Basimath, which means incense, incense, <laughs> and then Basimath. Uh, her name was changed to Mahalath, which means God pardons, and Ohalebamach, her name was changed to Judith, which means praising God. So, name changes, just meanings of names, very important, very prophetic. We have Joseph, who was born to Jacob. All right, through his second wife, Rachel. And Jacob was like the 11th child or the 11th son. And then there was Benjamin, who was a 12th son. And Joseph, his name meant, may he add, right? And Rachel did, in fact, have another son. Benjamin, which his name first was Benoni, and then his name was changed to Benjamin. So it went from like I forgot what Benoni meant. I think it meant like my sorrow or something. Let me see that. I gotta read my Bible, y'all. Uh, hold on, y'all. But while I'm looking this up, what y'all think about these scriptures so far? They are so good, right? Okay, so she named him. Mm, oh, I was close. She named Benanai, him Benanai, which means son of my trouble. But the father, Israel or Jacob, he changed the name to Benjamin, which is son of my right hand. Ooh. And I don't know if y'all remember the episode that I did where I was just like saying like how all the names, if you just read it from the first board all the way to the last board, it's kind of prophetic. It's like telling a story and it sounds like it's telling a story about Jesus, which is so, so very good, y'all. Okay. So names 
names. Uh, so while Joseph was in Egypt, getting back to Joseph, one of the 12 sons, he actually had two sons while he was in Egypt, right? During the seven years of plenty or abundance, he had a son named Manasseh, which I think means forget because he wanted to like forget what happened when he was sold into slavery. He really got a bad deal, you know, he really did. And you can see that in Genesis 41, and that's in verse 51, he said, uh, Joseph named his firstborn Manasseh and said, it is because God has made me forget all my trouble and all my father's household. And then he had a second son, he named Ephraim, and Ephraim, it sounds like the Hebrew for twice fruitful. And he said, it is because God has made me fruitful in the land of my suffering. That's in verse 52. So, well, you know, when the time of famine did come, the whole world was affected, making Egypt the food center to buy grain. You see that in Genesis 41, 50 to, um, in verse 57. And the brothers, 10 of them, they were now sent to Egypt. And they're now having to bow down to Joseph, who is the governor of that land in Genesis 42. And that's verse right uh four through seven so i'm gonna be back after these messages and i can't wait to connect with more of my commentary thank you for stopping by the coffee sips tea podcast and thank you for tuning in to our recap of our virtual Bible study group for women. And to sign up, please see the link in the description. You still have some time if you want to be a part of this uh, spiritual journey. Also, for more updates and to get replays, make sure you are following us on Spotify. we are back okay so i just love this chapter in genesis of 42 uh when joseph's brothers are going back to egypt to buy grain and it just starts off like in the first verse uh when jacob learned that there was grain in egypt he said to his sons why do you just keep looking at each other he continued I have heard that there is grain in Egypt. Go down there and buy some for for us so that we may live and not die. And I just thought that was funny. Like, why are you just sitting there staring at each other? Why don't y'all go down to Egypt, go buy some grain and come back? And then 
it says that he didn't send Benjamin in verse 4, Joseph's brother with the others, because he was afraid that harm might come to him. So, basically, in verse 8, you see that Joseph, he recognizes his brothers, uh, but they did not recognize him. And then he remembered his dreams about them and said to them, you are spies. You have come to see where our land is unprotected. And then you see in verse, uh, it says 13, but they replied, your servants were 12 brothers, the sons of one man who lives in the land of Canaan. The youngest is now with our father and one is no more. And Joseph said to them, I'm in verse 14 now. It is just as I told you, you are spies. And this is how you will be tested. As surely as Pharaoh lives, you will not leave this place unless your youngest brother comes here. So, basically, uh, Joseph commanded them to bring their youngest brother back. Who Jacob didn't even send with those 10 when they were first sent for grain. And so Simeon, he took their place while the other nine were sent to get Benjamin. And you see that in verse 33 uh, and in 34 of chapter 42. So it says, Then the man who is Lord over the land said to us, This is how I will know whether you are honest man. Leave one of your brothers here with me and take food for your starving households and go. But bring your youngest brother to me so I will know that you are not spies but honest men. Then I will give your brother back to you and you can trade in the land or move about freely in the land. And then in verse 35, it says, As they were emptying their sacks, there in each man's sack was their pouch of silver. When they and their father saw the money pouches, they were frightened. And their father Jacob, I'm in verse 36, their father Jacob said to them, You have deprived me of my children. Joseph is no more. And Simeon is no more. And now you want to take Benjamin. Everything is against me. He was just like, he is such a parent right now. He's like, I am so stressed right now. How dare you? take all my babies from me and then Reuben he says in verse 37 to his father you may put both of my sons to death if I do not bring him back to you entrust him to my care and I will bring him back but Jacob said my son will not go down there with you his brother is dead and he is the only one left if harm comes to him on the journey you are taken. You will bring my gray, gray head down to the grave in sorrow. And they call that Sheol. So, they were very troubled over the silver in their sack. And soon, they became hungry again when they ate up all that grain. And then Jacob wanted to send them back. But the brothers reminded him, like, hey, we can't come back to him unless we bring our brother, our youngest brother with them. And then Israel asked them, I'm in chapter 43 of Genesis, verse 6. He said, 
Why did you bring this trouble on me by telling the man you had another brother? And they replied in verse 7, The men questioned us closely about ourselves and our family. Is your father still living? He asked us, Do you have another brother? We simply answered his questions. How were we to know he was safe? Bring your brother down here. So, I love how in uh, verse 8 and 9 you have Judah. He said to Israel, his father, send the boy along with me and we will go at once so that we and you and our children may live and not die. I myself will guarantee his safety. You can hold me personally responsible for him if I do not bring him back. And then he says, if I do not bring him back to you and set him here before you, I will bear the blame before you all my life. As it is, if we had not delayed, we could have gone and returned twice. So I just love how Judah is stepping in and saying, like, I will guarantee the boy's safety. And what does that even sound like? Because Judah, his name means praise, you know? So, and you know, Jesus, he comes from the line of Judah. Do you get it? Do you get it? Okay, okay. I'm a little too hype about this. But anyway, this is really good because they did meet with Joseph. And in verse 16, you see that when Joseph, he saw Benjamin with them, he said to the steward of his house, take these men to my house, slaughter an animal and prepare dinner. They are to eat with me at noon. And the man did as Joseph told him and took the man to Joseph's house. And the men were frightened when they thought they were taken to his house. They thought we were brought here because of the silver that was put back in our sacks. The first time he wants to attack us and overpower us and seize us as slaves and take our donkeys. Like they are so afraid. And they went up to Joseph's steward. I'm in verse 19 of Genesis 43. And they spoke to him at the entrance to the house. Please, sir, they said, we came down here the first time to buy food. But at the place where we stopped for the night, we opened our sacks and each of us found his silver, the exact weight in the mouth of his sack. So we have brought it back with us. We have also brought additional silver with us to buy food. We don't know who put our silver in our sacks. It's all right, he said. Don't be afraid. Your God the God of your father has given you treasure in your sacks. I received your silver. Then he brought Simeon out to them. And basically, they washed their feet. They had father for their donkeys. They had gifts for Joseph's arrival at noon. And when Joseph came home, they presented the gifts to him. They had brought him to the house. And they bowed down before him to the ground and they were so happy you know like Joseph was happy to see his brother and he was like deeply moved at the sight of his brother in verse 30 and he hurried out and he looked for a place to weep and he went to his private room private room and went there like just imagine like you haven't seen these people since you were 17 right when you're sold into slavery and he just like had to control himself and he ate with them and he put all of them in a line by their age you know at the table by the king and he gave all of them a 
good servant of food. But to Benjamin, Benjamin was given five times the portion of anyone else at the table. And they feasted and they drank freely with him. So this is a good place to stop here. Um, My whole thing is, how could they not figure out that that's Joseph? <laughs> like... I guess because he was like using a, an interpreter the whole time while he was talking to them, but he was understanding everything they were saying in Hebrew. So that was really like interesting to read. And also, I mean, the emotion that he had to control, like in that moment, the, all the emotion that's like pouring into his face and. He just has to leave abruptly to go and cry and weep like he hasn't seen them since he was 17 he is now about maybe like his late 30s maybe 37 ish 38 ish um because he was 30 when he was given the, the role as a governor and it's just it's so much. It's so much that he's going through, and it's so much that he's dealing with in his very young life. And yet, it's like also beautiful how God is just setting up this story, and he's just trusting in God, even though he doesn't know like how everything is gonna unfold and where this story is gonna take him. And you know, God does love a really good narrative i mean just think of it this way if you were to watch a movie and they just wrapped up the end in like 30 seconds to two minutes you would be kind of disappointed so it's just like us like how we like to watch like a really good movie it's very satisfying right and you would probably sit there and watch it for hours but and but like when it comes to the word like some of us have a, an issue being in the word like that but God is the same way also he likes to tell a really good satisfying narrative and it glorifies him like all the twists and the turns even though like yes we exercise our free will we do a lot of things and even in our flawed broken rebellious state God is still in the midst of that He's working things out in our favor. He's working things out for his will. He's working things out for those that love him according to his divine purpose. So he does have a divine will and purpose for all of our lives. And it wasn't just to save Joseph. It was also to save the entire world, you know, while they were dealing with the famine. So yeah that's my takeaway what about you guys what's you all's takeaway how are you liking the bible series so far please continue to give me your feedback i hope you're enjoying this content i hope that um if you're not subscribed go ahead and subscribe on spotify what your subscription does it helps to keep you up to date on when there's new episodes being released you don't want to miss my next series that could be coming up soon i'm not gonna give it away i want to try to keep it a surprise that i have some special guests that are gonna be hopping on this show also i'm praying 
that we can get this wrapped. I've been taking some time to rest and relax and get some restoration much needed. I hope you guys are too. And again, keep it all the way real for 2024. That's all about getting revelations, you know. I pray that as God is pouring out his spirit on you and you're getting all these downloads and uploads and all of this new information from God, from his divine wisdom, from his divine counsel, from the third heaven where he resides, I pray that you write some of this stuff down, first of all, and I pray that the information that's coming from him and him alone, that it will help you to understand the times a little better i hope you are able to understand the seasons that you're in i hope you understand like what moments that are upon you i hope that you understand when to purchase food when not to when to invest when not to invest you know what i'm saying when to go visit someone when not to travel those kind of things i pray that god gives you divine wisdom and have divine counsel around you that you have divine alignment with people that align with the will of god for the new season in 2024 i speak this over you only good favorable things and blessings be upon you and your family members in the mighty name of jesus for 2024 and beyond i'm looking forward to connecting with you in the next episode and prayerfully we will talk soon and as we always always say on this on this show you guys i got too excited there as we always say on this show you guys see you next time on the coffee sips tea podcast and i'm your host call me coffee saying bye and that is a wrap Thank you for stopping by the Coffee Sips Tea Podcast and listening to our recap of our virtual Bible study where we go through the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Make sure that you're subscribed to Spotify for more updates and looking forward to connecting with you soon. Bye.